All right, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. Got a special guest on the show today, hip-hop artist PBE Pluto. How you doing? I'm all good, all good. That's what's up, man. For anybody uh, that doesn't know um, who this artist is, we're going to start off by playing uh, one of his songs, and then we'll get into his whole story. Oh, she was in the trash. Oh, 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 oh. Stampin' We lookin' like weapons From where you're from with your rapping You really want place to flex it We come with them drums out of your fan You blue tell them I can't help it I'm a shine on my right and my left hand I'm whipping it up like I'm chefing. Oh, oh stepping. We lifted like weapons. Where you from with your rapping? You really want place to flex it. We come with them drums out of the infant. You blue tell them I can't help it. I'm a shine on my right and my left hand. I'm whipping it up like I'm chefing. Oh, stepping. Okay. Hey, that's a banger right there, boy. Big facts, uh, <laughs> stepping all around the country right now. Right. So, uh, first off, man, just uh, tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you? Mobile, Alabama. I mentioned in my age, you just go do your research. Just know how to done a lot of things. I've been through a lot. What's up? Okay. Yeah, we both from Alabama, man. I'm from Birmingham. Oh, for real? Yeah, no. Nah, Alabama on the rise right now in the music. Like it's our time, our emotion that came. You know, so we just got to start working together and tapping in with each other's brains. Alabama, like other cities, but we, we actually got a lot of energy. In the game. Yeah, absolutely. So uh what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear your hometown? Um just being proud, you know what I'm saying, and understanding how things used to be and how it is now, you know what I'm saying? Back in the days when I would say Alabama and go to different cities, people kind of frown upon it. But now, you know what I'm saying, they want to figure out anything that, that could be associated with. Oh, I got a cousin in, in in North Carolina. I'm like, it's like 10 hours away. Nowhere near Alabama. <laughs> it's closer than where you at. But it's like, you feel me? Like, so it, it's a whole nother saga, you know what I'm saying? So when I hear my hometown, it just make me proud and know that uh, you know, we finally getting our way in our wave in the entertainment industry. You know what I'm saying? And getting the notoriety. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, take me take me back to your childhood, man. Anybody that ain't never been to Mobile, just kind of describe how it was growing up as a kid slash teenager. You know, uh, the struggles you had to endure, the obstacles you had to uh, overcome uh, while you was in Mobile as a child, and also uh, you know describe you had a two parent household, any siblings, things like that. Okay, so coming up, you know. What I'm saying? We went through a lot of hardships and struggles, you know what I'm saying? I grew up in a lot of low-income houses and projects, but it ain't never stopped me. That was just the motivation to keep driving. You know, I'm proud of how I came up. I ain't tripping about it because you can drop me in the middle of the wilderness and I'm going to figure my way out of it. So, you know, we, we struggled, but that struggle really built a lot of character. Um, we, we didn't have a lot of gang-related stuff going on. Back where I'm from, uh, back in the days. Nowadays, these little kids they make up their own games. 
leader and stuff, but that's their thing. But uh, we had a lot of neighborhood beef. So if you were from a certain neighborhood, you couldn't come to this neighborhood or, you know what I'm saying, be too much of association with certain things and people, you know what I'm saying, in certain neighborhoods. Um, we, we moved around, did a lot of different things, you know what I'm saying. As kids, we actually would get on bikes and ride for miles and go to different things. Um, you know, Mobile's originators of Mardi Gras. So a lot of people think it originated in New Orleans, but it actually originated in Mobile, Alabama. It just got branded in New Orleans and was made a worldwide thing through New Orleans. Um, but, you know, we enjoyed going to Mardi Gras every year. You know, turning up and doing our thing with that setup, you know, it's still a big thing in the city. Um, where hundreds of thousands of people come out, you know, every year and celebrate and party, you know, say for two weeks straight. Um, you know, childhood was kind of dope. Like I said I saw the struggles, but I ain't really feel the struggles. You know, what I'm saying that makes a lot of sense. Like I saw we were struggling, but like it ain't feel like it. We still made way and made do what we had. To do. Um, now that me being grown, I see like, yeah, y'all were gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was a lot of different things. I grew up in a three to four bedroom house, you know what I'm saying? 20, 25 people in one house. You know what I'm saying? We had them type of struggles. You had to find your a spot in the bed. It ain't no having your own bed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but like I said, built character to help me become. Uh, the man I am to this day, you feel me, showed me a lot of things. If I ever had to go back to the struggle, you know, so I know what to do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I didn't grow up with a two-parent household. My dad was in the military. My mama just did what she had to do to make her thing work, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's pretty much, I had the best of both worlds. I was able to see different angles, you know what I'm saying? I was in the project, but then when I go my grandmother's house on my dad's side, you know, in the summertime, you know, I was able to see, you know, kids have manners and do different things and talk about different stuff. You know what I'm saying? And you had rules you had to be in at a certain time. You know, everything was laid out to where you had to follow directions and do stuff. And I was at home. I came in when I wanted to come in. I did what I wanted to do. But that ain't make my mom a bad parent. She just grinding that we was, you know what I'm saying, part of our environment that we be on. So, but I saw both worlds. So it helped me elevate and become, you know what I'm saying, the person I am and sharpen my mindset to where I can execute on any side. Okay. Uh, so uh, do, you, uh, do you have any siblings? Yeah, uh, I'm the oldest of five from my mother's side. Three brothers and one sister on my mom's side, and I got two brothers on my dad's side. I'm the oldest of uh, four on my dad's side. Okay. So when you was a kid, man, like uh, what type of activities was you into? Did you play any sports, uh, any type of band, thing like things like that? Definitely was into sports, um, but um, I landed a spot as the main drummer in a band at the age of 10. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was already making money at that time frame, building up from there. Um, yeah, so I was into both sports and band and music and stuff. So that that what kind of shaped me and guided me into the industry as I am today. Okay. So as far as your immediate family and uh, just people, your close friends around you, uh, um, did you have anybody involved in the music business or were you the first person to take that route? I was the first word. Well, I had uncles and stuff that was into the band type setup of the music. But when it came to like hip hop, rap and stuff like that, I was like the first one to really just take that route on really full players. And a lot of my family, they didn't believe in it. They didn't, they didn't see the vision, but I let them uh, keep looking at what they were looking at in their mind and did what I needed to do for me. You know, if I were to listen to them, I'd probably be somewhere trying to get a corporate job. So, mm-hmm. but I'm making a way, making a living. Now they want to be a part of it. See the movement and the motion. It's too late. <laughs> we already rocking the ocean. 
<laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So uh what would you say uh led you to doing music? Man, it always been a passion, you know what I'm saying? And also it's always been something I utilize to escape things that I was going through personally, you know what I'm saying? Situations, you know, hardships and people crossing me out and you know, things I was going through. I have to create a record, you know what I'm saying, that that lays out the situation without telling you who, where, the when, and where exactly what's going on, but I'm telling you what's going on. So when a person that that notice about them, they they know what's going on. But uh, anybody else, I I make my songs so open where you know anybody could insert their situation into it and feel like this record is about whatever they got. You know what I'm saying? But everything is derived from personal experience. Uh, situation. Okay. So, uh, who were some of your favorite music artists growing up, man? Who you like listening to? I say like UGK, um, Boosie, Jeezy. Yeah, around in that that range. Okay. Gucci Man. Okay. So, uh, where did you get your rap name from? PBE Pluto. So PBE is uh it stands for it's just the acronym for Parker Boy Entertainment, which is my entertainment company. Parker is my last name. Um, Parker Boys was, you know, what I'm saying the name that was given to my uncle on my mother's side. You feel me? Everybody knew the master Parker Boy. You feel me? Anything we had going associated with our name, you know, what I'm saying they're gonna say them Parker Boys. So I just took the brand. You know what I'm saying? They turned it into something more positive and made it where people associate us with businesses and, you know what I'm saying, more positive things than what they would associate the brand and the name with back in the days. Um, Pluto was something I was called since I was a baby. You know what I'm saying? This was the nickname I was given as an arm baby before I even knew what my real name was. You know what I'm saying? I always been called Pluto. This ain't something I just made up. As a rapper, right? that is something I heard from somebody else. Put it in my brand. Uh, this was something that I actually had since a baby. This is the name I, you know, I was called Pluto in school. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> in every aspect of my life, you know what I'm saying? People know it's Pluto. Man, when I first heard your name, man, when I uh, was talking to J-Rock, when I first heard the name, when he said Pluto, I was like, Man, that part, he got to be hard because that's just a unique thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because ain't too many people got like a name that stick out like that. A lot of people got the same name and then they just have something else after it. Like everybody got the little and whatever, like little Corey or right. little whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Big facts. I, I totally understand that. So uh, take me back to the first time, man, when you went to a recording studio, recorded a song for the first time, man. Uh, was it kind of easy for you to catch on at first or was it kind of a, a rough patch for you to try to get a hang of it when you first started recording? I, I first started, like, in the early stages, you know what I'm saying? My dad was trying to you know what I'm saying, be supportive of my music career. And he was practicing, trying to make beats and stuff like that, uh, trying to practice. Recording, so I, I kind of was getting the recording side of it down pat at you know at an early age, probably around about say by sixth grade. So I was probably about 13, 12, you know, what I'm somewhere in there. And, um, in the midst of that, that just helped me kind of get the hang of actually you know, recording and stuff like that. But when I actually went in a real studio and was able to put down lyrics, uh, it wasn't a hard task, but I couldn't just get my verse dollar through, like, because I used to rap, like, with that high pitch, mystical type, you know what I'm saying, set up back then, but I was trying to find my sound, you know what I'm saying, so sometimes if I had to piece it in, I would, you could tell the difference because I ain't putting the same expression in there to, to blend it out, you know what I'm saying, to sound like I did this in one take, so, you know, it was a challenge trying to 
just figure out how I want to come with my sound. It's, it's profound, the sound. You know? so, okay. That took years of practice and studio time and just knowing and understanding what I needed to do and trying to execute. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, are you more of a writer or a freestyler or a mixture of both? Well, back in the days, I used to write. Now I just go straight in the booth and just execute the records right out right off the head, you know what I'm saying? I don't, um, I'm not going to say that I make the whole entire hooks or verses right in one take, but I don't write it, you know what I'm saying? I don't prepare it even when I do features or anything. I go in the booth right then. I don't even see your record to the money. Right? That's what motivates me, you know what I'm saying? I got the check. We can go make some happen. We want to do all this talking and make this to a thousand songs and pick which one. No, listen, you're spending your money. You pick and send it to me. I don't care what. It could be a song from Africa. <laughs> I'm going to get on there and rock out. You feel me? So, you know, it's the professionalism and the, and the confidence level has gotten way higher than it used to be. So that's why I'm able to go in and just execute on records like that with no problem. I ain't going back in and saying I should have said this, that, whatever I said what I said. And I get on the track to give you my feelings and thoughts that I felt that day. That's why I don't like to prepare records. Because however I feel, I want you to get that same feeling. You know what I'm saying? Right then. You write something, you on your feelings, and then the next day you feeling good. When you try to execute that record, you can't get that same you know what I'm saying? Energy that you had. So that's why my process is like it is now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you spoke on uh, that goes into my next question. So you talked about your confidence level is uh, at an all time high right now. So, like in anything, whether it's music, playing sports, or anything, you got to build confidence in it. So, when at what point would you say what time frame did you really say that you had the confidence to know that you really could pursue the music seriously? Hold on, you said what point? What? At what point you that you knew you had the confidence to pursue the music uh, seriously? Um, probably back in 2020, when 2019, 2020, when I went completely solo. Um, I was in a group with my little brother, and I used to, I was doing all the work of you know, said networking, connecting the dots, creating the situation, getting the shows, getting all the business and marketing side uh, but he was coming with all the hooks. And um he it was I was just giving him a task so that he'll have something to do other than sitting at home, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. Nah, but you know, come up with records. So um it made it easier for me. You know, I could come right in and jump on records but you know, this, this, it was all coming from his standpoint, so I would have to line things up to what he wanted to really rap. And um, when he decided, you know, he wanted to do his own thing, then I knew, like, okay, now I got to get a hand to come over with just me. So I booked a studio session. I ain't have a beat. I ain't have nothing. I ain't have my first time trying this, this new process. No preparation. I don't know. I'm just going to get in the booth, whatever, come out. You know, when I went in there, I started freestyling, but I started making a beat to it. I went in there, dropped the hook, came up with the verse. I started putting, putting this process in my mind, like, I can't come out of the booth until I finish this whole song. Like, I don't care if I need some water, if I got to do some restroom, whatever. Like, this like jail right now. I can't get out until I get finished with it. When I challenged myself like that, I came up with some a whole new style, a whole new, you know what I'm saying, movement. I'm, yeah, okay. You feel me? When people heard it, they like, yeah, this is it right there. Like people was able to let me know that I executed what I was trying to execute without me even telling them. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you found your sound, and this one, this the sound you need to go with. This the, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes take them challenges and that adversity to actually push yourself to get to that point. Because I was comfortable with my brother coming up with records 
and me just getting in the booth and doing a verse, you know what I'm saying? Vice me having to come up with the whole song. Now my thought process gotta be different, you know. And I'm like, shit, I don't usually be picking up beats. I don't you know what I'm saying? Like I just come in and he got five or he'll send me five records, you know, pick hooks on. And I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna do that one. And then you know, I get in the studio and knock my verse out again. You know, I already had the no writing set up, but I want a hundred percent confident. We were recording at the home studio, so you know, you know, you could play around at home. <laughs> you get in the studio where you spending your money, and you got people criticizing and critiquing you as you go. I'm like, man, forget it. I went, you know, my brother was engineering too, so when he decided to go his route, you know, I was kind of upset. I didn't want to record with him. Like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna go do my own thing. And um. You know, I created a whole new sound out of myself. You know, and I kept recreating that process. It just kept elevating from there. Everything started going up. Okay. Yeah, I can feel that. Uh, so, yeah. so as far as your situations right now, um, are you signed to a label right now or are you independent? No, nah, I'm 100% independent. I own my own label, which is PB. Okay. So, uh, if the right, if a um, if a major label came with the right deal and it made sense, would you be open to uh, signing to a major, or would you just stay with how you rocking right now? Well, um, it all depend on the situation. It ain't really about the deal. It's more about the situation centered around it. You know what I'm saying? So maybe to keep you know the rights to my name, my brand, and everything that I've built on my own. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm building leverage. I ain't focusing on the deal. But if it came, you know what I'm saying, they had to be on the terms that I need to be on. And it'll be more like a partnership vice being a deal, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather take no money up front and we just, you know, work off investment and, uh, you know, you invest in the product because I'm that confident in the product. You feel me? And we both are eat on the back end. But I gain more retainment of, of what I got going on, my rights and royalties and everything. So, you know, it's rocket like that because I ain't tripping. Like, I'm already getting the bag. I'm sitting, I'm picking up 8,500 a show. I'm doing 12 to 38 features a month. So, you know, we ain't really hurting for no check. It's just a matter of you know, getting better marketing and promotion, but in the midst of that, we actually learning the, the, the game, man. We connecting with people that's already dealing with the labels in the industry with what they, what they got going, so might be a better situation the way I'm going. Okay. Uh, do you have any uh, distribution deals right now? Nah, I, I mean, I don't mean office situation, but I ain't just focusing on that right now. You know what I'm saying? I get a distribution deal, they're gonna have to come with the marketing back in back in like we ain't just trying to distribute people. I just go do the same thing with distro kids. You know what I'm saying? What I can just be on the same platforms under your brand and you getting a percentage for what? Yeah, you might put me on more platforms. That means that's more work I gotta do. <laughs> yeah. But if you come in with the marketing and the promotion and in the back in the push, like, you know what I'm saying, you pushing me how you're pushing man straight back, then, yeah, we got something to talk about, but if it ain't that, I ain't, ain't going to do no distribution deal just to be on a, another platform or under somebody else's brand on a platform. I can feel that. So take me back to the time when you dropped your first project, man, when people was able to hear your music for the first time, you know, because it's different when you're playing it for the homies and, you know, all the homies yeah. saying you hard. But when you got people that you don't know coming up to you or coming in on your social media telling you that you hard, just tell me how right. the, a city was embracing you at the time when you dropped your first project. Well, I can say, you know what I'm saying, to be honest with you, throughout my journey, I reinvented myself at least three times, you know what I'm saying? So... I can speak on when it first first happened when you know what I'm saying before me and my brother became a group and I was like I was tapped in with some more people and 
you know, we would we released the records, people was retaining and taking on to the movement, but it started causing them to get the big heads. It started, you know what I'm saying? Like people overthink it, you know what I'm saying? And they forget, okay, bro, you're a good artist. You don't understand the market the promotion of the movement and the strategic setup that, that it goes, you know what I'm saying? It goes with it. And, um, you know, all of a sudden, they're listening to people that ain't making no investment. They could, they're listening to people tell them, you know, a lot of other things that don't make no sense with what's going on, but they're not taking in consideration. Bro, you don't know what you're talking about or what you're doing. I'm setting this stuff up. I'm moving, I'm moving the needle. And they start thinking, like, you know, I can do this. It's, it's my music that's doing it. It's just, you got to understand it's 10% talent, 90% business, marketing, promotion. You know, the music ain't nothing. It's good music, but without, it's basically having a Bentley without an image. Like, you can, the car can be beautiful. You can have the best paint job, the best rims, everything. But if it, got a, it ain't got no engine, it ain't going on. Now, somebody might push it or bump it and make you feel like you're rolling and you're going, but you ain't going nowhere fast. That's that's how the music industry kind of pan out, you know. It was a good embracement during that thing, but it, it caused a lot of comfort too. You know what I'm saying? And, and when people try to branch out and do their own thing, they start realizing real quick the vitalness of having the engine, no matter what type of vehicle you get. A Toyota Corolla that's got an engine in it don't get you farther than a Bentley, no engine. Right. Then, you know, I started in a solo motion, you know what I'm saying? And I did a record with a cat, an R&B cat, trying to, you know, come with a different style. I was still rapping, but just trying to do like some rap R&B type stuff. And it started taking out again motion. Same thing. Every time, you know what I'm saying, people start getting too ahead of themselves. They see one thing going on in this city and that city and they embrace it like this. Oh, we made it. Uh, we got more work to do. We got to get everybody to feel it. Then listen, they're going to move it funny. Don't move out your way. <laughs> then, you know, I went from that to doing my thing with my brother. And we started getting booked. And even more, it was like every time I, it was bigger, every time, you know what I'm saying? Um, we started getting booked all around the country. We got in New York. We doing this. Man, you know, a lot of motion. Same thing. The vultures coming in. Right. If it weren't for you, you this wouldn't be going on. You're giving your brother the movement, but he making all the decisions. You need to do your own thing. What? <laughs> don't even know how to tie your shoe by yourself, man. How you, like, how is you listening to these people that not put nothing into your brand? They only, they only coming to you because they see the motion. They weren't coming when you ain't had nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? A year ago, you ain't had none of these people said nothing to you. But you get over here, you get the motion, you get the promotion, you get the, the marketing and the setup, and you start elevating. Now you want to make decisions. Like, bro, just make the music like you've been doing. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You want to drop a mixtape every week doing man what do you bro you think music is just getting in the, it costs money to record records you know what I'm saying you gotta it takes time to get it registered and do all the paper documentation like we ain't just dropping stuff just to be dropping my fans wanna wanna hear this and wanna hear that bro you can't call two people that then downloaded your record you so much you got fans what are you talking about None of these people that's talking to you has have your record downloaded and they paid for it. They might have heard it. They ain't downloading it. They ain't put no money in your pocket, man. And I remember a conversation I had with my brother before we departed as um, as a group. And I told he was he was mad because he wanted to do uh, do another project. I was like, it don't make sense. We need to just promote what we got. It costs money. You ain't 
putting up no money. You want me to invest in another project and listen to what you're trying to tell me. I don't like you can do whatever you want to do out of your pocket. You want it to come out of mine. So if it's coming out of my pocket, I got something to say about it. Then I know it's ignorant because I know you're listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. They want to hear more music, but they ain't supporting your shows. They want to hear more music, but they ain't downloading what you already got. You know what I'm saying? I told them if we could find two people that had this record downloaded, that I would pay for them a whole mixtape. Man, call like 10 people, not one of them show it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But all these same people telling you what you need to do in your career. You know, so it, it, it became too much conflict to tug of war. Because like I said, the more shows we did, the more elevation that was going on, the more he started pulling into, we need to do this. We need, I know, bro, you need to stick with what's working. You come up with the hooks. I get in here, I put a verse, you put a verse, I help you with your verse, however we do it. And we I get into these promoters and these I have the relationships. I have the connections. I got the budget. You know what I'm saying? Let me do what I'm doing. You gotta stop listening to people in the street. You know what? You start messing up relationships, radio stations, I can remember one time we were live on the air in Birmingham. You know, he actually got into an argument with his baby mama on the phone while we on the air. Ain't been able to go back to that radio station again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it started becoming too much extra stuff. And then he, as much as I was trying to lead him to the water, he just finally just was like, bro, I want to do my own thing. You know, and I left it at that. But this run, this go around, this whole movie, this motion. And I created that my own thing. And, and I'm the only person that got the seeds to say something. something. Man, it's still going crazy. Crazy. Because I know and understand. I just was trying to put other people in the show and help them get in because I understood what they needed. But they didn't want to see it. So now that it's just me, my movie, my motion. Everything been a real ocean. <laughs> Booked every week from all over the country. Yeah, man. And that uh that whole situation you just described, man, it takes me back to an interview that uh mm-hmm. that uh with Yo Gotti, man. Yo Gotti, uh Yo Gotti said one of the realest things and this could uh fit uh your situation that you just uh told me, uh well your previous mm-hmm. situation that you had in the past, but um, he was like a lot of people always want to be the boss, but they don't know how to be a good soldier yet. Thanks. He was, Thanks. And he was like, you know, when you're a boss, you gotta know how to play every position. He was like, you know, sometimes you say, yeah, I might be the boss, but you like some days I might have to play security. Some days I might have to right. be a manager. Some days I might have to do this. He said, you gotta have multiple facets. You know what I'm saying? And like our situation, you know. If he would have just learned how to follow until he got into a position to where he could have yeah. branched off and became a leader, then you know hey. it would have been straight, you know. But you know, you no know, egos, pride, and you know, and listen, listening to the wrong people that ain't got your best interest because they ain't gonna give hey. you a dollar if you fall down. You know what I'm saying? What you say? So. And you got to think about the reason why they even tell something. They ain't stunning you when you don't have no motion. When you got motion, now they got so much influence on what you should be doing. It's like, you got some money on this? You putting up some time and energy to do anything? No. So, I mean, why would I listen to you? Now, I understand I, I hear you out because I might could take something of value out of the conversation, but I'm not going to just go do what you're talking about doing. And you ain't put nothing into this brand or anything, nothing but running about. Mm-hmm. When I already got a vision on what I'm trying to do. And the way that I know I'm executing when I'm executing is when people tell me, hey, you found this. Hey, you did this. And I'm knowing in my mind, I never told this person this is what I was trying to do. But they let me know this was going on. So 
Like that's how I know I'm executing the right thing. You know, I'm painting the vision out. Like a puzzle don't get put together after you put one piece on there. You gotta put multiple pieces. Sometimes it could take you hours, it could take you days, depending on what type of puzzle it is, it might take weeks, you know what I'm saying? Or how small the pieces is. You know, and you gotta put all the pieces together correctly, you know, to see the big picture. Yeah, absolutely. But some people see part of the picture and they start telling you, hey man, you need to start working on the top corner. Like, <laughs> you done got the whole bottom head did. They won't tell you how you can go about executing it now. But when it was just a million pieces right here, you didn't even want to tell me nothing. So let me go with the vision. I'm going with this easiest route for me. To do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Mobile, man, tell me about the music scene in Mobile. Like, how's, how's the music scene down there? And describe how the artists, you know, collab with each other down there. Like, what's the what's the environment? I ain't gonna lie, with, with the Mobile industry, like, it's definitely on the rise. A lot of, um, we got a lot of artists in the game. Right now. I mean, we got nearly probably 15 that signed out of Mobile alone. And a lot of people don't even be knowing it because they don't step, they don't, you know, brand the fact that they from Mobile. A lot of people associate them with who they signed to or who they, you know what I'm saying, affiliated with. So they think that they from Atlanta or Louisiana and all these other places, but they really out of Mobile, Alabama, you know what I'm saying? Um, in addition to that, uh, it's not a lot of unity. It's more competition than it is anything. And the more sad part, we got so much talent. We got a lot of independent artists on the rise, but they in competition with each other. So it's like, y'all gonna keep pulling each other down. Y'all ain't gonna never elevate as soon as one get a little motion. Another one start hating. You know, so they might have been supporting the whole time so you got to that point now. And sometimes, you know, some of them get the big hit. But you got platforms that's constantly keeping them in competition. You know what I'm saying? Hey, come compete for this. Come compete for that. No, bro. Just come and showcase your crap and build a fan base, network. Y'all support each other. Y'all follow each other. Y'all, this one got to show everybody show up. That one got to show everybody show up. You know what I'm saying? Why y'all got to compete? Because when y'all compete, although you might have a great record, these people sitting down because they don't want to stand up and clap you to make you look like you did better than them, even though you did better. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to learn from each other. Oh, buddy got crowd control. What if I took a little bit out of what he do and I do it in my own way? Buddy got energy on the stage. I might need to, you know what I'm saying, get a little bit more compass so I can keep the people in the tank. Buddy got, you know what I'm saying? You know, so they don't look at it like, we on the same mission. They look at it like, you know, I got to be better than doing this. Like, it don't matter. Like, what are you competing to be? You know, you're trying to win the best of Mobile when you ain't even getting your record played in the regular club. Like, what you competing for? Your competition is the, the DJs that ain't playing your record. Your competition is your people that ain't abreast of your music. You know what I'm saying? I tell the artists, you got a lot of more work to do. You can't walk in every club and walk straight around the line because they respect your brand and they know who you is and they know what you got going on. Then you got some more work, you know what I'm saying, especially locally. But you got to focus outside the market and you got to understand what is your focus. Your focus is not to beat out the best open mic artists. Your focus is to network with them, connect with the people that can help spread your brand even more, you know what I'm saying? Get out there and start going to these other spots where, you know, the regular people don't come to no parties. You know what I'm saying? Get to the regular clubs and start networking with the DJs to help spread your record and your brand. You know, and if they ain't recessive to it, go to the next city. Go to the next market. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, you could buy a bar of water for 50 cents. But then you can also take that same bottle of water and buy it in the club for $3. You can take that same bottle of water and buy it on the airplane for $6. It's the same water, but the value just changed in the location. 
know what I'm saying? So it depends on your location, your value. You might be worth zero cent in your city, but you go to the next city, they'll give you 3500 they they messing with everything you got going. Then you go to the next city, they give you eighty five hundred. Then you go to this next city, you got fifteen features at fifteen twenty five hundred dollars a piece. You know what I'm saying? You just made thirty thousand plus just off the fact that you in a different location. So, you know, the music industry is just so much trouble one down there, but we got so much talent. And so many people in the door that could possibly, you know what I'm saying? I don't know everybody's situation, but there's certain people that could possibly help get, you know, so a lot of these artists some recognition. I ain't saying you could you could put them on because you can't put nobody on. But you can actually bring some awareness to their brand. They drop a video, share the video. I mean, I know you mainstream and all that, but that's just I don't understand what it's going to hurt your brand. Or create a, a, a setup where you say, well, it's 300 if, if you want me to post your video. I understand that's business. You know what I'm saying? But create a platform where these artists could get some recognition where you ain't got to feel like you're doing it. Because if you do, you're going to have a million people inboxing you talking about, hey, bro, share my video. Nah. It's 500 for just like y'all go play Say Cheese and all these people. You can pay your local uh, artist that, that's popping out your city to share your brand and do this and that. But they got to create a business to make it where it's even possible. You know what I'm saying? Or y'all create a whole group and y'all say, look, this is what we going to do. It's 15 of us in the game. We're going to charge. We're going to do packages. If you want everybody to post your video at the same time on all our platforms, then it's going to cost you this. And then we're going to bust it down like this. If you want, you could pick per artist. You could pick per, like somebody got to create a system where you got to be able to touch them to understand, you know what I'm saying, how this could actually work and how that will help build the brands of so many artists, you feel me, that are serious about their craft, but they got to understand this music industry is not just rapping. It's not just singing. This is a business. So you got to promote your business. You got to have a budget. It's not free. It's not no just hit up nobody and they just going to do it for you. But if people don't want people to, to feel like they don't want to give back, then create a company. Create a way for people to actually be able to, okay, if I want to perform with Young Blue, it's going to cost me this much to get on the show. He's going to bring me out. He only got one slot. You know what I'm saying? He's going to do my my hottest record, but it's going to cost five grand. You know what I'm saying? If you want that if you want that situation, you'll pay it. You know what I'm saying? But it's got to be an option. And then guess who become the mogul in the game? Now the label's looking at how you move how you make the things happen, you know what I'm saying? Dang, you bringing an independent artist out of every show and putting them in front of thousands of people. You feel me? If that artist smart enough, he know how to go get the bag. He gonna bring merch. He gonna bring all type of stuff to retain these people and make his money back. But it's gotta be a system. You gotta create a system off your platform. It's not just music. Everything that you build out the music, you know what I'm saying, can help elevate your brand forever and elevate other people's brand. But you can make money off it too. Or you can lead this as a way to pay your security, pay your, you know what I'm saying, your team. And what you making this guy's free money. The money I'm paying them out of is coming out. Somebody sitting here watching the DMs and somebody saying, hey, uh, yeah, I want you to share my stuff, you know what I'm saying, 24 hours. Or three days or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You got somebody working that, and that that money is paying your security, is paying for your hotel, is paying for whatever extra that you have to pay out of your out of your budget. You know what I'm saying? When you going to do shows or doing events and stuff, this a whole another income, right? But you got to understand, everybody ain't business. Some people are just rapping artists. 
not to elaborate too much or not, and kind of went all out of context. <laughs> but yeah, they, I like to drop jewels. Yeah, absolutely. But that goes into just you know, even the artist that's just artists. You know, ain't that wrong with just being just an artist? But but you gotta be honest with yourself to know, hey, I might not be business savvy. So when I do get in position and I start getting a buzz, I need to make sure I got people around me that's genuine and that are busy savvy to pick up in the area I lack so I can just focus on the music. You know what I'm saying? So that's a fact. So also uh, as far as uh, artists, man, uh, who you want to work with in the future, man, that you ain't work with yet? I don't lie to you, man. I ain't really nobody that I just want to work with. I just want to tap in with whoever want to tap in with me. I like to be kind of more organic. Well, if we meet at the same place or the same, we introduce to each other. You know what I'm saying? I, I tap in with your energy, your vibe, what is real. You know what I'm saying? Because some of these people just social media and industry class. So, you know, they got a whole nother, you don't even want to be around them because they, they think ignorant, they ain't even, you feel me, but they got to do what they got to do for their craft. I ain't trying to be a part of that. Like, I wanted to be a genuine situation. We link, you see the value, we tap in, you know what I'm saying? If, it, if it's a monetary situation, then we make that work. But, you know, you understanding what I'm trying to do. Like, I ain't trying to just tap in on no, on no feature for nobody just to say I got a feature with you. Like, if I get a feature with you, bro, this needs to be something that you ask for, put something, you know, I ain't saying put your money, but like, you're going to share it. You're going to promote it. You're going to let the people know, yeah, we locked in. Like, you know, or you just pay me for a feature, then you go do all the work. If that's the case, I'm going to spend that money on my own marketing and promotion. Yeah. So, you know, I just rather organic situation. I don't idolize people. So if it happens, it happens. I just let God do his thing. Absolutely, man. So um, for all your fans and supporters out there, man, just kind of list some things that you like doing in your spare time when you're not doing music. Um, I like to, well, I travel all the time, so, you know, so that's important emotion. You know, it's like you're getting a two for one. You're going to be out the city and be in different cities and experience different things. But in addition to that, I like to do like boats and yacht parties and um, <laughs> recreational stuff like um, jet skiing, parasailing, put put golfing. See, I I like to go to uh, what is it called Top Golf. You know what I'm saying? Man, I love Top Golf. Man, I went there yeah, for like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to just do different stuff that you know could bring people together. When I I don't like watching TV, I, when people come to visit me, like, I want to play board games, you know what I'm saying? Let's shoot pool. Let's, like, do something, you know what I'm saying, instead of sitting here watching TV. Being bad, tossing something like that. So I, I, I'm on that type of time. Let's really have fun. I just, I don't play video games. You know what I'm saying? I ain't big on watching TV. So I like to create that moment where, we got to keep something going the whole time. Or we're sitting here bored and talking. You know what I'm saying? So I'm that type of person. Let's play cards. Let's shoot dice. I don't care. Let's just do something. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, what's your uh, short and long-term goals, man? What do you want to accomplish? Man, I like I don't even make short or long-term goals. I just want to accomplish the mission that God got for me. So I'm just a willing vessel. I fall short of the glory of God every day. Willing, knowingly, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, I just want to do whatever he got for me to do. Because however it comes, it don't matter what it looks like to the next man, it negative to you. But if that's what God wants me to do, that's what I'm trying to do. So, you know, I, I'm just going. You know, I don't see myself longevity as an artist. I just want to get in the door and get the platform to show people how to capitalize off of it. Create a, a platform where I never go broke again, my family never go broke, uh, and anybody that's associated with me. 
and this platform will be to help elevate and motivate and put people in position that deserve it. It's a lot of people that, that ain't never made it to the position that they deserve because people run out of popularity and hype for the moment, you know what I'm saying? And some people just ain't into that. But they got the work ethic and the grind for whatever they need to be at. You know? So I want to tap in and put them type of people in a position. Because, you know, sometimes certain positions, people want to put people in, in, in certain positions, but it don't work. I want to know where your strong point is so I can put you there and, and put you where you want, you know, doing something you love to do every day, right? Doing something you got to do for a paycheck. You feel me? Right. So that's the biggest thing with it. That that, that would be my long-term and short-term. That's what's up. So, as far as 2023, man, just list some things that you got coming up, projects, features, or anything, you know what I'm saying, as far as 2023. Definitely a lot of shows. We hit the ground running heavy. You know what I'm this is the 16th day of uh, 2023. We already been on the road 10 days straight. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of shows. Uh, and really just tapped into you know, no mainstream features, but a lot of independent artist features, you know what I'm saying? They, I had did a deal uh, back in December where there was a certain amount to be locked in. At that amount, you know what I'm saying, as a deposit, you know, you had up three months to, you know, do the rest and you could get it out of the way just kind of right, you know. Um, I got, you know, some, some things that I'm associating with, like some yacht parties and stuff coming up. And I'm tapping in with different people, Miami, New Orleans, um, also some lavish trips and stuff and experiences that you wouldn't normally get. You feel me? So you got to tap in. I got. A, I'm working on a liquor, on a liquor brand, on um, liquor. I'm already sponsored by liquor companies, but I'm working on my own actual liquor brand. Um, let me see. I got a lot of records. I got enough records in 2025, but it's just a matter of, <laughs> you know, the time and the dropping. So, you know, I'm going to be coming with some more records and stuff like that. But right now, we're dropping a 50 ball. You know, we got 50 ball going crazy. So, also gearing up to do 50 ball video so at, least at some point of the year. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, closer to the summer. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I can think of. You know, everything does. Like, I don't try to plan too much. I just let things happen. So, you know, I might be saying this today and tomorrow, and got some more greater news. You know, so, <laughs> we can't never dictate what's, what's gonna happen. We just go with the flow. Absolutely, man. That's exactly how I am. So, uh, I just started asking all my guests this question, man. I look at this uh, question as a legacy question. So uh, how do you want people to perceive you? Um, I want people to perceive me as a motivator, um, a person that showing them that it's possible. Right? No matter where you came from, what you had going on in your lifestyle, you can always make a turnaround and do something different. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want people to utilize my life story to see that it is possible. You know? So that's basically what I want people to see as you know, a person that can motivate them to see that they can do anything they want to do in life. Yeah, that's what's up. So uh give me your hip hop Mount Rushmore bag. Give me your top five hip hop Mount Rushmore. Um, I don't really everybody in my top five that's successful. I just had to choose some people. Um, I would go with your daddy, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, you know, influences in the your daddy situation from the research and, and things that I know of from him, you know, we got a lot of things that come, you know what I'm saying? From his mama being in prison before my mama been in prison. Like it's, it's a lot of things that line up and, and his motive and more that he got with the music industry, how he utilized his platform to build other people. Um, 
Let's say also Gucci, Jeezy. Um, I mess with Rouse too. You know what I'm saying? So who that? Who that? Got it, Gucci, Jeezy, Rouse. I don't know, little baby or something. <laughs> bag. It's so many. Like I said the other one might like do no top five is just everybody that's successful in this industry. Oh, absolutely. What yeah. you would say, uh well, I get from that that Yo Gotti uh resonates with you more than a lot more of those other artists. Right. Yeah. And they just due to the things that I've seen, you know what I'm saying? Showing in his brand and his and the way he Yeah, absolutely, man. It was like Yo Gotti was just going crazy, you know, with the singles and the projects he was putting out. And then he just mm -hmm. had like a pivot and just went crazy on the boss. Like, right. I just thought. You know, it's it, it like you could tell he'd been a boss because, you know, he understood that he had to put it, budget up. You know what I'm saying? Whether he put his own budget or had somebody invest, however he had it going, he put it in into himself. Start building himself a few more, creating leverage, creating, you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen the elevation, you know what I'm saying? I seen the things he tried to do with other people, you know what I'm saying? When he had the Snooty Wild, you know what I'm saying? Those people. But then he changed the formula when he got Black Youngster, you know what I'm saying? And then it was a whole nother angle, you know what I'm saying? He took people like Black Youngster who ain't have no buzz, no, you know what I'm saying? No real, real emotion. And made an industry personal, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and once he found that formula, it just I just see it being recreated. Money bag, you know, block uh, boy, Mozzie, uh, Glorilla, you know what I'm saying? So you know he impacted some people's lives and career. You know, each one of them impacted people's lives, and creating jobs for other people. You know what I'm saying? So, he responsible for a lot of stuff. That's the type of movement, promotion I'm on. You know what I'm saying? Like creating a platform where you can just continuously build and make people bosses. You know what I'm saying? He build them up, get them where they need to be, and then get them a bigger situation. Yeah, that's what yeah, I don't see him just keeping his foot on them. Nah, you just got to stay on the beat. Which they still probably, he still probably get a piece of the situation. He getting them, you know, getting them a lot of leverage and utilizing his platform to do something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's what it's all about, man. You got to uh, want to see other people, you know, be bosses too. You don't want to just keep people at a certain level and, and stunt their right. growth. You want them to be able to, to function at their full capabilities, you know. So, uh, so closing remarks, man. Uh, any um, last things you want to say to the people, and uh, let people know how to find you on social media and things like that. Like I said, man, keep grinding, keep pushing. Don't worry about everybody who ain't a part of your movement. Focus on the people that is. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's ten people out of a hundred, you know, focus on the ten. Focus on who supporting you and promoting you right now. You know what I'm saying? Zone in to that. You got to do what you got to do. Your vision is your vision. What you see for you and what somebody else see for you can be two totally different things. And just because they ride with you don't mean they ride for you. You know what I'm saying? So you got to everybody and in the best of their interest. Um, you can find me on all platforms on the PBE Pluto. That's P as in Paul, B as in Boy, E as in Echo. Pluto on the planet. What's up? Well, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on the uh, podcast, man. And, uh, you know, I drop every Monday at midnight. And uh, I'll just give you a little background about myself. You know, uh, you know I'm 29. I just turned 29 uh, two weeks ago. But, you know, I, just, I, I got out the uh, military two years ago. I was in the military for eight years. Got medically retired. You know, I did everything that you could think of in the military. I was special operations, been to Afghanistan twice, jumped out of airplanes, rappelled out of helicopters. 
I was doing security for a couple rappers. You know, I know Vory. Me and Vory's were wow. cool. I was his bodyguard for a minute. And um, when a couple other people, and I started a podcast in April of 2020, two months before I got out of the military. And uh, I started doing audios, and then it started to take off recently. And right. uh, 2021, when I started to be more consistent with it, instead of dropping an episode once a month, dropping one every yeah. So we started doing visuals, too, because I was doing audio, just audio. Uh-huh. So the uh, reason I started a podcast was because, you know, I feel like uh, among people and especially uh-huh. among minorities, um, I'm real big on mental health just because I had to right. a lot of mental health uh, obstacles in the military as far as losing people close to me in Afghanistan and comeback situations. So right. I felt like it was a need for uh, people in general and especially among minorities for us to uh, talk us amongst each other and to have healthy dialogue to know that, you know, just because this person might be a millionaire and this person might be a middle-class person that people go through similar things to know that you can right. get insurance in yourself to know, hey, just because this dude made whatever so much a year and he, he's successful, don't mean that he's not going through the same thing you're going through. You know, he might still go home and still might cry to himself or be sad because right. deal with certain family issues or whatever. You right. know. It could be something that happened when they were a kid. Yep. No, so and a lot of people don't know a lot of folks be going through post-traumatic stress. You know what I'm saying? All the time, dealing with things that we may not know about. I also been in the military too. I was in the Navy. Oh, that's what's up. So I, I understand a lot of what you're talking about. A lot of people stand, you know what I'm saying, with traumatic experiences and being able to to function on a higher level and still be able to come to business knowing the trauma you've been through. So, yeah, I totally understand the same thing. You know? so we're in the same boat, of, you know, from some aspects also. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. And uh, there's something that I just grew a passion for, you know, just talking to people. You know, I don't just do interviews, too. I talk about real stuff. So some of my biggest episodes came about uh-huh. was talking about police brutality and um, should you kick your kids out of 18 years old, you know, right. 50 in relationships, child support. But, yeah, I like to talk about things that I know people will come across at some point in their right. life. You know what I'm right. saying? It's that's psychological thing, you know what I'm saying? Something that's going to inflict something you know, to the person's brain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, anytime uh, you want to come on the podcast, man, you know, you hit me up anytime. You know, you got my number. Uh-huh. You know, I do, right. I, I record multiple times a week. You know, a lot of my episodes be coming randomly. Like I had somebody hit my inbox and be like, hey, I'm trying to get on. And then right. you know, I record. And so, you know, uh, it's getting to the uh, point now where I think uh, think I, sh- I should should be getting a phone call by some sponsors or something soon. So hopefully, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So hopefully that will uh, happen soon, you know, because uh, my platform is growing here pretty steadily. So right, it's hard. We're definitely going to tap in, man. I got you locked. I'm going to get it in. I'm to get ready to get myself together, man. So perform in a little minute. So I'm up in the ATL right now. Go oh yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I ain't been to Atlanta in a while, man. I'm gonna have to come down there. Oh yeah, yeah. it's up. We gonna tap in. Oh yeah, but right. yeah. Uh, um, this wraps up another episode of Eric J the Great Podcast. I need everybody to go tap in with uh PBE Pluto. On all streaming platforms, go scream his music, and y'all know y'all y'all know my message, man. And I'm gonna keep keep saying it until y'all get tired of hearing it. We big on supporting the people that got billion dollar machines behind them, and we yes. and we're gonna hear that music whether we like it or not because it's too much money. Yes. But we need to normalize touching the people 
and supporting the people that you could see in Kroger when right. you're going to see little baby or Drake in Kroger or at the, or at the grass station. You know what I'm saying? So you need to normalize supporting the people that do the Christmas giveaways in the hood that oh. might might have, you know, bought your kids some some in Foot Locker, just showing back, backpack giveaways, you know, people that right. you can physically touch. You know, we get caught up in the social media and supporting people. And it's not wrong with supporting people that you know that you might not know personally or that's successful, but you know, we have to support people that's successful but still striving to get on the level that they're on too, you know, because um right. a lot of people get caught up in the just supporting just the popular people and I, we, we got to get out of the norm of doing that. Thanks. Thanks. But yeah, man, I uh, support everything you got going on, man. And uh, uh, you have a good night, man. And uh, yes, uh, stay tuned to what PBU Pluto got going, man. Real dope artists. Uh, real dope. Uh, yeah, and uh, everybody go follow him on Instagram and uh, go support his uh, YouTube channel. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Yep, that's a fish. All right, man. We got uh, have a good one, bro. All right, same. Yep.